Hey friend, welcome to the Soulfully You podcast with Coach Chris Rodriguez. I'm a movement and mindset coach, and I believe in a deeper way of living, a more soulful way of being. Join me each week for conversations about how to put a little more soul into our work, our relationships, and our everyday lives. Growing up, my mom was a preacher. And when she wasn't traveling to other churches, she served on like every committee at our church. She was a usher. She was in the choir. She was on the prayer team. She led the evangelism team. She was an advisor to the pastor. What this meant for me and my brother is that we were at church like three, four, sometimes five days a week. And on Sunday mornings, while all my friends got to play on the block, we had to get up early and go to three services, two English and one Spanish service. My mom's Jamaican, mind you. When we're young, we don't always appreciate our traditions. But as we get older, we recognize the way that healthy traditions form us and give us a sense of belonging in the world. For me, I was gifted with these ideas about there being a higher power something greater than my ego that connects us all. I learned that there are songs to be sung and dances to be danced together. And I learned the importance of celebration and ceremony, how it gives us greater perspective and an appreciation for the beauty that's found in ordinary things. But in 2020, all of that changed. Weddings were canceled, baby showers went virtual, and graduates could no longer walk across the stage to celebrate their accomplishments. As the holidays are approaching, how are you feeling? Are you ready to regather but don't know where to start? Are you longing to connect with your family but are unsure how to re-engage? Maybe you're disappointed that you can't do all of the things the way you used to do them. Things may never be the same again, but in order for our society to thrive and find meaning again, we're going to have to learn and find new ways to gather. Check out this clip from New York Times bestselling author and community facilitator Priya Parker as she teaches us how to rethink the way we gather. When I was a child, every other Friday, I would leave my mother and stepfather's home. An Indian and British, atheist, Buddhist, agnostic, vegetarian, new agey sometimes, democratic household. And I would go 1.4 miles to my father and stepmother's home, and enter a white, evangelical Christian, conservative, Republican, twice-a-week church-going, meat-eating family. It doesn't take a shrink to explain how I ended up in the field of conflict resolution. (laughs) Whether I was facilitating dialogues in Charlottesville or Istanbul or Ahmedabad, the challenge was always the same. Despite all odds, and with integrity, 
How do you get people to connect meaningfully, to take risks, to be changed by their experience? And I would witness extraordinarily beautiful electricity in those rooms. And then I would leave those rooms and attend my everyday gatherings, like all of you—a wedding, or a conference, or a back-to-school picnic—and many would fall flat. There was a meaning gap between these high-intensity conflict groups and my everyday gatherings. Now you could say, "Sure, somebody's birthday party isn't going to live up to a race dialogue," but that's not what I was responding to. As a facilitator. You're taught to strip everything away and focus on the interaction between people, whereas everyday hosts focus on getting the things right—the food, the flowers, the fish knives—and leave the interaction between people largely to chance. So I began to wonder how we might change our everyday gatherings to focus on making meaning by human connection, not obsessing with the canapes. And I set out and interviewed dozens of brave and unusual hosts: an Olympic hockey coach, a Cirque du Soleil choreographer, a rabbi, a camp counselor, to better understand what creates meaningful and even transformative gatherings. And I want to share with you some of what I learned today about the new rules of gathering. So, when most people plan a gathering, they start with an off-the-rack format: birthday party, cake and candles, board meeting. One brown table, twelve white men. <laughs> Assuming the purpose is obvious, we skip too quickly to form. This not only leads to dull and repetitive gatherings; it misses a deeper opportunity to actually address our needs. When it comes to spending time with the people I love, I often find myself getting caught up in the task. Getting all the stuff right versus focusing on the actual connection. I think about a few weeks ago, I went to Austin to meet up with two of my friends that I had been in community with virtually for the past eight months, and this was our first time that we were going to meet each other in person. So on our call right before I get there, I, I asked the guys, "So what are your expectations for this weekend? What are some things that we want to plan and?" I went into getting the details right, but the interesting thing about it is our relationship was not built on that. We've given each other freedom to kind of flow and and be unstructured in our friendship. That's what makes it work. But I realized that I was so concerned that I would make the wrong first impression with these guys that I wanted to get everything right. Sometimes our intention is love, but we end up serving ourselves rather than serving the people that matter. On the other hand, when we're unintentional and when we have no plan, people can feel uncared for. There's another part of me that culturally I kind of go with the flow, and I'm not really time bound when it comes to my connections. This too can make people feel out of place and out of sorts at your gatherings. So holding the tension of being intentionally enough that people feel cared for, but holding our plans loose enough that it's not all about the plan, it's not all about the rigidity, 
this is the balance we need in connection. One idea that can keep us grounded in our connection and our relationships with other is an idea that comes from Simon Sinek. He's a organizational psychologist, and he has this concept called the golden circle. Now, it's usually used in the business context, but it can be applied to every area of our life. A lot of times, people will tell you what they do, they'll tell you how they do it, and they'll really build on those pillars. But the why of what we're doing, the purpose behind what we're doing, if we take more time to focus on that and to anchor ourselves on that purpose, it keeps us from deviating from the things that take away from meaningful connection. When we're gathering with other people and we focus on the why, sometimes that means we're letting go of some of the tactical things that we would normally do. Some things just don't serve the event. Some things just don't serve the connection and the relationship the way they used to. Maybe that could mean that traditionally you always cooked a big meal together with everyone. And it was this piece of connection where everybody's hands are together in the kitchen, but everybody's not traveling into town. So maybe cooking a meal doesn't serve the purpose of the gathering. Maybe this is a time where we cater something in and it can still be special. It can still be meaningful. Focusing on this idea of the why behind our gatherings, we can also use this idea and put it on our conversations, right? Maybe you're that person or you have that family member that always gets political at the dinner table and it just sucks the air out of the room. If we ask ourselves, what's the purpose behind what I'm sharing? Am I sharing to be connected or am I sharing because I just want to say what I want to say? In a lot of ways, we can lay down some ground rules around the dinner table. Hey, we're not going to talk about that right here, right now. This isn't the time for that. On the other hand, something that can be so disconnecting at our gatherings is being too politically correct and polite. Knowing that there is something difficult, knowing that there is a disagreement and we're choosing to not talk about it. Sometimes there's a level of unsafety that's felt like, I'm not going to talk about this here. I don't feel like this is a safe environment. And that's fair and understandable. But other times, it's just dishonest. I find myself more and more in this spot where I just don't want to bring stuff up. I don't want to rock the boat. I have some charged opinions and ideas about things, especially around what's going on in the world. But a couple years ago, I was actually challenged by my brother-in-law. I was over, I was over his house and we were talking about the racial divide right now. And I have my thoughts about it. And my brother-in-law, who's a white man in Oklahoma, he also has his thoughts about it. But the conversation started getting a little heated. And I just wanted to stop. I wanted to disengage. 
And he really encouraged me. Chris, this is a conversation I want to have, your family, and I want to listen. And I want to know your perspective on these things. And it's unsafe for me to ask anybody else about this. And it ended up just being a meaningful connecting time. I think of it kind of like cooking. You want that sweetness, but you also want a little spice. You got to have that right balance of flavor in our interactions. One thing that is often lost when we go into other people's spaces together is we forget that the invitation to the gathering is not just for you to come and just be there. But it's about your presence and the energy that you bring into the room that makes the gathering what it is. So many times we don't think about that. We don't think about, I am here being a contributing member to this event, not because of the things that I bring, the food that I cook, but just by being there, we make our gatherings what they are. Your presence in any place that you go adds value. So don't hide yourself. Don't make yourself invisible. Be a present participant. This holiday season, as you're gathering together for maybe the first time in a long time, here are three helpful rules from Priya Parker to create a more meaningful gathering. The first step of creating more meaningful everyday gatherings is to embrace a specific disputable purpose. The next step of creating more meaningful everyday gatherings is to cause good controversy. You may have learned, as I did, never to talk about sex, politics, or religion at the dinner table. It's a good rule in that it preserves harmony, or that's its intention, but it strips away a core ingredient of meaning, which is heat, burning relevance. The best gatherings learn to cultivate good controversy by creating the conditions for it. Because human connection is as threatened by unhealthy peace as by unhealthy conflict. And finally, to create more meaningful everyday gatherings, create a temporary alternative world through the use of pop-up rules A few years ago, I started noticing invitations coming with a set of rules. Kind of boring or controlling, right? Wrong. In this multicultural, intersectional society, where more of us are gathered and raised by people and with etiquette unlike our own, where we don't share the etiquette, unspoken norms are trouble. Whereas pop-up rules allow us to connect meaningfully, they're one-time-only constitutions for a specific purpose. When I was a child, I navigated my two worlds by becoming a chameleon. If somebody sneezed in my mother's home, I would say, bless you. In my father's, God bless you. To protect myself, I hid, as so many of us do. And it wasn't until I grew up and through conflict work that I began to stop hiding. And I realized that gatherings, for me, at their best, allow us to be among others, to be seen for who we are, and to see. The way we gather matters. 
Because how we gather is how we live. Thank you for listening to the Soulfully You podcast with Coach Chris Rodriguez. If you like the show, help others find me by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Coach underscore Chris Rodriguez. For more episodes, along with all of my coaching programs, visit me at www.coachchrisrodriguez.com. Special thanks to my team behind the scenes. Editing and show notes by Holly Lydiard and music by Dan Smith. And remember, whatever you do, wherever you find yourself today, make sure you put some soul in it.